welcome to Vineyard KC West podcast. For more information, visit us at vineyardkcwest.com. Happy Easter and welcome to Vineyard Church. My name is Cody Busick and I'm the lead pastor here at Vineyard Church. There's four things I want to go through is we're all online today and so I want to walk through a few things as we begin. One is, is if you're new today uh, to Vineyard Church, I'd love for you to text the word LINK, L-I-N-K, to 97000, 97,000. Introduce yourself to us. That's our communication card, and, and we'd love to reach out to you. The next thing is, is off to the right hand of your screen on Facebook or the church online platform, you'll see a bunch of chatting going on. That's for you. Pop in, talk with other people, introduce yourself. We'd love for you to be able to do that. Next, if you'd like to be able to give today, you can do that on our church online platform at the top right of the screen, or you can go to our website at vkcwest.com. Next thing is, if you'd like prayer today, you can do that by pressing on the Get Prayer button on the church online platform, or you can also send us a message uh, through Facebook, okay? Well, let's dive in. Today, we are celebrating the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And while the setting has changed and that we're all online, the enormity of the occasion has not changed. Jesus Christ has risen from the dead historically, and it's a fact. Now listen, we all come here with different backgrounds today. We come here with even different belief systems and understandings and questions about Jesus. Here's what I want you to know. I want you to know that the vineyard is a great place to explore Jesus. I want you to know it's a great place to have questions. And so uh, please remember that as we walk through this. And then also, too, when you come to the church, when this is all done and we get to meet in person as well. Now, if we could sit and discuss all the different things, wouldn't that be great to be able to sit down and discuss all of these things we're talking about today? They'll, they'll come a day for that. But with today, no matter where we come from, I want to first think through something that's undeniable is that Jesus Christ rose from the grave and his first followers based their entire faith in Jesus based upon that resurrection. A matter of fact, one of the first followers, the Apostle Paul, wrote in the book of uh, 1 Corinthians, in his letter to the Corinthians, he wrote something in chapter 15, which was a summation of a saying that the first Christians had to remember what happened and why they believe what they believe. And based upon facts, saying this is what happened. It says this in, in verse 3 of chapter 15. For what I received I passed on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures, and that he appeared. So similar sayings all throughout scripture and, and also in, in writing say that they would say in the tomb was empty, right? We say that too, that the tomb is empty. You can see the tomb today and the tomb is empty. But here's the facts in this statement that we just read. Christ died for our sins as foretold in the ancient Hebrew scriptures. Thousands and hundreds of years before Jesus Christ, it foretold that the Messiah would die for our sins. And then also too, he was buried. He was really dead. We need to remember that. He rose from the grave on the third day, as foretold in the ancient Hebrew scriptures as well. And so we have that, they're saying, is a fact. And then lastly, that he appeared, or he was seen. And so there was individuals that Jesus interacted with after his resurrection. There was groups. There was disciples. There was all sorts of different people that are put down by name. 
And then also, too, there was a group of 500 people that Jesus revealed himself to and, and was amongst after his resurrection during this time. Now, it's a big deal, the resurrection of Jesus. Well, I remember one of my first church experiences, and I hadn't been going to church that long, and I, I was at the Easter service, and I, I thought out loud, and, and, and I wish I had taken it back, but I was just, I, I got it for a moment. I said out loud to myself, said, wow, the resurrection of Jesus is really a big deal to these people. And I, of course, I got some looks from the people around me, but that day I started to understand a little bit of the importance of the resurrection of Jesus. And I've been learning that more and more throughout time. So the resurrection of, the, of Jesus is really the main ingredient of faith in Jesus. It's the center of everything with Jesus. Uh, and, and so with that, it's not just something that we recite as a creed or say it's something to believe, sure I believe that idea, but it doesn't set itself that way. The way it's presented in the New Testament is it's something that we're to enter into. Just as the first followers of Jesus is on that Easter morning, they actually went into the tomb and saw that it was empty. They experienced the resurrection themselves. And then Jesus revealed to him and then they interacted with the risen Jesus. So that's the same invitation to us. Just like if you were, I remember when I was a teenager, I would ride the bus, the Greyhound bus to different towns uh, to see family in the central coast of California. And I, I, you know, I'd get my ticket and I said, well, that's the bus I'm taking. Well, you know, the resurrection bus is the one we're talking about today. And, it, and it's going to a good place. It's, it's going to a good place and it's a great ride throughout this life. And so it asks us, the resurrection, to come and join it as a vehicle that we live our lives on. So I want to go back to something. Did you catch the last verse that Michelle read for us? She read a verse for us in, in verse 12 of chapter 24 of Luke. And it ended, the whole passage ended with this, and speaking of Peter. And he went away wondering to himself what had happened. You may feel like you, you really resemble that these days. You really can align with that these days. You know, just four to five weeks ago, life was different, wasn't it? And now life is completely different. Well, Peter is one of the first followers as he saw the empty tomb. He said, what happened? Absolutely everything has changed. Now, Peter wasn't the only disciple that, that actually uh, went through this process of not knowing what's going on and wondering what's going on. There was actually two other disciples that we're going to hear about in just a second. But they probably, Peter and the others, they probably would ask themselves like this questions, uh, you know, as they walked on this road and, and went through this thing, uh, downloading the information that they've heard. And uh, like us, information overload. Now, wait, what happened and what's going to happen? And uh, it says, did you hear about, uh, you know, what does that mean? Uh, what will happen if this happens? And, and what should we do now? And oh no, and all these things. Sounds familiar, right? Well, these two disciples were walking on this road and, and it's, it's the road to Emmaus is where they were walking. And they were discussing Jesus. They were discussing his life, his crucifixion, and now his resurrection. Well, somehow Jesus came upon them and started talking to them. And he asked them a question. He asked them, what are you talking about? And somehow, even though these people knew Jesus, they, they didn't recognize him. Somehow, Jesus' resurrected body, his disciples weren't able to recognize him at some points. 
And so when Jesus asked them, what are you talking about? They said, well, are you the only one in all of Jerusalem that hasn't heard about these things? And, and Jesus said, well, what things? And he said, they, they said, well, about Jesus of Nazareth. And then they walk through and they share with them, they share with them this in verse 20 of, of chapter 24 of Luke. They say, the chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death and they crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. Now, did you catch that? They had a hope that was different than what God ultimately was doing. And their hope was is that Israel would no longer be under Roman rule. And you can, you can, you, you can really relate to that. I mean, can you imagine being the people of God, being the nation of God, and then being ruled by another nation? It was like this bad nightmare would be woken up to every day. Uh, again, we can relate to this a little bit where you wake up and it's still the same. It's like Groundhog Day over and over again, asking yourself, when will this be over? Is it going to get worse? It looks like the leaders have a solution. Uh, it looks like this thing's right. It looks like the, the, um, you know, the formatting is right of this, or it looks like the, uh, the vaccine's coming, or it looks like it's not coming, and you hear all these different things, and, and everything's stripped away, and you're just wondering when things are gonna change. That's what the, the Jewish people lived in every day, is they waited for Messiah to come, and to rescue them, and to and take the nation of Israel so that it could rule on its own. But Jesus had something bigger than just taking care of outward circumstances. He had something bigger than outside, and he wanted to deal with the inside of people. And so he wanted to bring his kingdom on the inside that would then work itself outside instead of outside in. And so this is what uh, is said of Jesus, what he says to them after they share their idea of what they thought God was supposed to do. It says in, in verse 27 of chapter 24, in beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. There it is again. Remember that the first Christians had certain facts that came from the writings of the Old Testament, and that's what they based their whole belief about Jesus on. And it was about the resurrection and about what happened. So the facts, Christ died for our sins. It's written in the ancient scriptures. It was foretold for thousands of years. He was buried. He was really dead. He rose from the grave on the third day as it, was, as, it, as it was written. And that he appeared, he was seen by other people during a period of time after his resurrection. So while we need fixes for the problems of life and, and the work throughs of difficult times and, and, and these things, we, we need people to help with things and, and, and move just like the Israelites did. Uh, there's bigger things that God is doing. Just like I talked about hopping on the right bus, you know, there's the resurrection bus. In the resurrection bus, everything works out good. In, in the book of Revelation, it talks about that the revelation bus is heading to a place that there's no more tears, there's no more dying, there's no more cancer, there's no more pandemics, there's no more hatred. There's unity. The lion lays down with the lamb. That's where the resurrection bus is heading. And it's... There's lots of dips and lots of turbulence along the way throughout this earth, but that's where it's heading. And so we need to think this morning, you know, do I want to put myself on the bus where all that I'm wanting is for life to go back to normal? 
All that I'm wanting is for these circumstances to change. All that I'm wanting is things, things to go back to, so I can do what I do. Or is God working in this time something in our hearts that we would be a part of something that's much bigger and lasts much longer, which is relationship with him? You know, when my sons were young, uh, they were given this, this bus. It was a toy bus. And, and when you would take the little uh, bus driver and put it on there and then press down on the bus driver, the song would come out that goes with the bus. The wheels on the bus go round and round, round and round, round and round. The wheels on the bus go round and round all the day long. And we heard that song, it seemed like millions of times. And Finally, the batteries ran out and so did the toy. All of a sudden, it wasn't there anymore. But we got it. We got that the bus was heading in a direction. And, 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 and the wheels on the bus did what? Well, they went round and round. They were moving. Well, that's how it is in life. We choose what bus we're on. We choose where we're headed. We choose these things. And it's hard because life can get going and we can just kind of put it on autopilot and we forget, wow, this bus is going somewhere. And that's why times like this, God gives us a reset. He gives us an opportunity to see what's most important, which is relationships. Relationship with him and relationship with the people around us. And so during this time, the resurrection bus, it's going to a good place. Are you on it? Are you on it? Because it invites you into it. Now, this isn't to say that God's not involved in the circumstances of life. This isn't to say that God isn't working in the little things of life or the biggest little things in life, right? The biggest little things in this life that can happen to us is death. That's what's so scary about this pandemic is, is people are dying. People we know are dying. Well, Jesus heard about a friend of his that got sick one time. It's recorded in John chapter 11. His name was Lazarus. And what was interesting to the disciples is that Jesus heard about Lazarus being sick but he waited a couple days before he went. And when they did go, Jesus met the first sister of Lazarus and he saw the commotion and he saw the wailing party and the mourners that Lazarus had died. And his first sister talked with him some and, and then he went and he talked to the other sister and, and they're, both, they're, they're like, hey, you know, if you'd been here, it would have been different. And Jesus knew that too. And, then he was moved by emotion and, and he, he, he said, you know, where is he buried? Where is Lazarus buried? And it says that when he got up to the tomb, he, he saw and he was overwhelmed with emotion. And it says, Jesus wept. And then people looking on said, do you see how he loved him? So Jesus absolutely feels for all the different circumstances, all of the different things that are going on in this life. But then Jesus did something amazing. He actually said, roll the stone away. And he'd been in there for four days. As so the people were worried, you know, he's been in there for four days. What are you doing? But they rolled the stone away. And then Jesus said, Lazarus, come out. And it says that Lazarus in full gear, in full uh, grave clothes wrapping, kind of like a penguin probably, kind of waddled his way out. Lazarus was risen from the grave. Now, what's important about this is that Lazarus was, was risen from the dead, but Lazarus would die again. So the ultimate temporary thing during this life, the biggest temporary thing that can happen is death. 
And yet Jesus you know, did that there. He worked out that there for that family. And yet it was still temporary. Lazarus would die physical death again. But what's important is if we press rewind, if, and if you look at the chapter yourself in John chapter 11, when Jesus was talking to Lazarus' first sister, he said this to her. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. And if anyone dies, even though they die, if they believe in me, they will live. Now, Jesus didn't say, I know about the resurrection and the life, but he said, I, I am the resurrection and the life. And so resurrection that's hoped for by all people, that, that death at the end of this life would not be the end. Resurrection is now a person. It is Jesus Christ himself. He embodies all of it. He defeated death and he offers it to people. And so we have something bigger to look forward to than just those things in life. But I want to ask you, though, I want to ask you this morning an honest question. Which bus are you on? You know, I mean, are you on the bus where I'm just looking for the things in this life to, to be put into a neat, nice, neat package? And, and yet things keep falling apart. Everything's shaken in this world. We've seen that in the last month. We've seen that, that it's God alone standing in the midst of the arena. He's the champion. He's the one that we can trust in. He's the one that's strong. Or are you on the bus of, of, of the resurrection of Jesus Christ? That's the bus that you want to be on. That's the bus that's headed towards no more dying, no more fear, no more crying. That's where we want to be on today, to be on that bus. Now, what does it take? What does it take? Well, the good news is God's done all the work. God's done all the work that, that absolutely anybody can receive eternal life. It's a free gift that God gives us. He gives us eternal life because of what Jesus did. And so it first takes this. It takes that we confess that we've tried to do life on our own. We confess that we've sinned against him. We confess that, that, that we want him to drive the bus. We confess that we need him. We confess that we trust in him. And there's all sorts of barriers to this in life. There's, there's, there's chasing after the things of this life, which ultimately is empty. You know, we can gain the whole world, but Jesus says, lose our souls. And what does that mean? It says we can gain absolutely everything that we want where we're in control, but we would never become the person that we were made to be. And we were made to be a person that would be in relationship with God and be at peace with other people. And that's what happens through Jesus Christ. You know, we can also say to ourselves, you know, Cody, I, I just have too much sin. You know, you talk about sin. I, I've done too much. I've done too many things. Or, or I know all about God, but, but I, I think I've, I've, I've done too much. He won't forgive me this time. And so I'm going to be in control of my life. Well, when I think of that, I think of a man that uh, I was talking to years ago, maybe, maybe about uh, 15 years ago. And we, he was doing some work. Uh, with me and, and we so we talked quite a bit and, and we shared about each other's families and 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 then one day we got to talking about Jesus and he had been around religion and he had heard certain things but his image of of God was one of that somebody that that didn't like him and he had to be afraid of and was just getting ready to just just squash him and I shared with him the love of Jesus I shared with him that, that God loves him passionately, that God loved him so much that he gave his son. 
And that, that, that the things that he has done don't stand in the way of God's love. But for him to experience that love, he needs to receive it. He needs to receive it and, have, and be cleansed and have his sins washed away and be in relationship with God. And Jesus has done all of that. His job is to be a receiver of that love. And I'll never forget, as this gentleman said this to me, he said, really? Are you sure? It was just the most sincere response to the gospel that I've ever heard. He said, really? Are, are you sure that God loves me? That God loves me and gave his life for me and I can know him? And I said, absolutely. It was such a special moment, such sincerity, that that was true, that the truth of Jesus was true. And it was true for him, it's true for me, and it's true for you. And so if that's you today, and you say, hey, you know, I want to receive the resurrection of Jesus Christ. I want to get on the resurrection bus. That sounds pretty good right now, where everything's headed to the right place, where everything's headed to goodness. And, and while there's turbulence in this life along the way, I want to know that I'm headed to a good place. And I experience the best life that I can here, too, with Jesus during this life. If that's you, I want you to pray this prayer with me. Now, I, pray, I prayed something similar to this when I was 15 years old, sitting in a room with some people and, and just a person on guitar and, and inviting me in. And my life has never been the same. Jesus is, is near. Jesus is strong. Jesus is loving. And he's affectionate. And he cares for me. And he loves me. He protects me. He provides for me. He's healed me. He's forgiven me. And he'll do the same for you today. He'll give you a fresh start. He'll give you a fresh start, a do-over. That's what he has for you today. So if that's you, then I want you to pray this prayer. You can pray it in the quietness of your heart if you're amongst people, or you can pray it out loud. That's up to you. But know this as you get ready to pray. This is what the Bible promises. The Bible promises in Romans chapter 10, verse 9 through 10, that if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe, and are justified. And it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. So pray this prayer with me. Receive eternal life today. Receive the free gift that God gives you today. You'll never be the same. Let's pray this prayer. Repeat after me if that's you, if you mean business with God today. Lord, come into my life. I'm in need of a savior. I ask you to wash me and cleanse me and make me new. I believe that you died for my sin and that you rose again from the dead. So now fill me with new life by your Holy Spirit. I now make you the Savior and Lord of my life. Amen. Know this, if you prayed that prayer today in response to God's free gift of eternal life for you, Know this, you are a new creation and there's a party going on, heaven, on in heaven for you. God loves you. He's known you your whole life. You are the crown jewel of his creation. He's a protector. He's near. And now he wants to come and take up residence in your heart. And that's what he's done is you've responded to him. Now, listen, if you've done that, please let us know on your screen. It gives the opportunity to let us know that you prayed to receive Christ today. Or please contact us through Facebook, send us a message, or send us an email. We'd love to be able to encourage you, get you a Bible, 
and, and, and help you out as you walk out this new relationship with Jesus. We're going to bring these guys back up uh, to lead us in worship for a couple of songs. God bless you guys. Happy Resurrection Sunday. Happy Easter. You're loved. Can't wait to see you soon. Thanks for listening this week. If you're looking for ways to serve, give, or get connected, please visit vineyardkcwest.com.